Welcome to the Beyond Belief podcast. We're glad you decided to listen to us today. We have designed this podcast to have a practical conversation about Christianity. Our goal is to make this show relatable, realistic, and relative. We will bring you the gospel of Jesus Christ so you can apply it practically to your life. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back to the Beyond Belief Podcast. This is your host, I got Alan Good. This is your host, Bill. You're silly. Alan, what's happening, bro? What's up, buddy? Oh, man. You know, I used to watch that show all the time with my grandparents. Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's dated. There's a lot of stuff. You couldn't play any of this stuff nowadays. We used to watch All in the Family, Sanford and Son, Rockford Files. Right. Uh, Barney Miller, Magnum yeah. PI, like all these shows. And, you know, right. obviously, you know, they're they're dated. Uh, I anyways. You, I told you about when I was in uh, Hawaii, we did a tour. Yeah. And we were in a helicopter. We flew over the Magnum PI house. Wow. And they were playing that theme song. It was pretty cool, yeah. It gives you goosebumps, man. Uh, yeah, anyways, so I watch those shows. It's cool listening to stuff like that. Anyways, so... This is another segment uh, that we're introducing for season two where so once a week we're going to do word of the week where we come up with a term that probably needs a little bit more explanation for, uh, I guess, like layman terms, lay terms, uh, make it easier to understand for people. Because there's a lot of times that people that will listen to this are not in church or around other Christians yep. uh, or, or have a, a, a deeper walk. So anyways, uh, uh, without going too much further into that, this second segment for the week isn't going to be like our other episodes. This is going to be, what does it look like? Like, so if we have the word of the week, like for this week, it was salvation. And so now we're going to talk about what does salvation look like uh, for the the believer or what should it look like uh, in your life? Yeah. So I think it's, I mean, I think that's relative. I think that's relatable. Absolutely. You stop looking like a heathen like I did for so many years. Out <laughs> acting a fool. You know, something I've read, uh, I just took my glasses off. I got to put them back on. Something I read, I thought this was interesting. Uh, it, you know, salvation isn't talked about. It's like, well, I think you said this, but maybe not like this. It's kind of a one and done thing. Like yeah. you get saved and then there's not a whole lot. I mean, there's talk about how to live like a Christian, but should your salvation look like something? Absolutely. Yeah. You can't be going to the bar. Right. And well, well, all right, let me back up because there'll be a lot of people, uh, I'm going to tell you what my opinion is. Okay. I'm not going to go down the alcohol road, but I will tell you this. If you are saved, if you are a believer, which means you believe in Jesus Christ, which means you're once you're saved, you have the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to try to redo all our past episodes, but you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, which is God. And you're changing the way your life used to be without your salvation. Right. So you have to die to those things. Yep. Uh, so I will say that if you're in a bar and you're drinking and you're getting hammered, then you're probably not living like somebody who's living because Christ died on the cross for them. Right. Uh, well, to be a Christian is to be Christ-like. 
Right. So, well, there's people, you know, this dude, like you and I both know this. There's people that will, they'll bend that Bible. They'll, they'll, it'll look like silly putty. They'll bend it to fit the stuff they want to do. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, then we're talking about premarital sex. We're talking about going out and getting hammered, uh, smoking weed. Cause it doesn't say in the Bible, you can't smoke weed. So there'll be all kinds of things that people will twist, uh, in order to make it fit. Right. Well, it doesn't say in there not to beat your wife either. Right. But it does say to be Christ-like, which is, and I'm not saying that he was um, a pushover or anything. I mean, he was a a very strong person, but he didn't go around around yelling and and screaming and, and trying to convince people that they need to follow him. No. You know, so... Did he have the power at any moment in time to save the whole world? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But what would that have done to people? How would you, how would you get your belief or your faith if something was always done for you? Right. Right. Well, if he saved the entire world. I don't mean saved in the sense of salvation. I mean, healed everybody. Sickness was gone. Hunger was gone. No bad weather. uh, No famines. Yeah, but there wouldn't be any benefit to that. Right. Because, like I say all the time, there's growth in the struggles. So, is there ever? If you didn't have any struggles and you didn't learn how to make it through that, I'd be really short. (laughs) Right. So, Uh, yeah, I. Right. I don't, I don't like the easy way out theory, the easy believerism theories. Yeah. Uh, you know, the prosperity gospels, that kind of stuff. The, yeah. the truth is not always present. I mean, I'm sorry, pleasant, but it is present, right? Right. It's in the Bible and there, and there shouldn't be any contortion to the Bible, right? It should be what scripture says. We read scripture on here and, and I, and I try to pull it up cause I'm horrible at memory. So I try to pull it up. So it's exacting, right? It's not my thought of it because people will, if you listen, first off, you should read the Bible and the Holy Spirit should be helping you with that. Like you should be getting uh you should be getting conviction, you should be getting wisdom, you should be getting uh understanding while you read the Bible from the Holy Spirit. You should be praying for that. If you're gonna hang up this podcast on a the or an and or an at, you're in the wrong show. Yeah. Like this isn't this isn't that. We're not two guys just spitting off at the top of our mouth. We're living a we're living a Christ-centered life. We fall down, we sin, uh, we repent, we turn to God, and we have a deep relationship with Him. Right. Uh, but it's not. It's not perfect, and it's never going to be perfect. Exactly. Salvation is not an expectation. And that's important to know. You know, on on how does it look? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be perfect all the time. everyone's going to struggle everyone's going to fall but those struggles and and when we fall is going to help us to grow closer to god right through our relationship so it's important to to realize as well because i believe there's a misconception there are so many people that just get discouraged about their salvation or disenchanted i should say maybe yeah with their salvation because they believe 
it's going to look a certain way and there's not going to be any more problems and everything's going to be taken care of. Um, and it's just not true because we are all going to struggle. We, uh, but we, when we grow, the way we handle those struggles, the way we portray those struggles to other people, it's going to look differently Yeah, when we're walking with God. Yeah, people, you know, it's interesting, man. People will see Christ in your life if he's truly in your life. People yeah. will see it. Yep. You're not going to see somebody's salvation, right? But you'll see the fruits of their salvation right. because they treat that truly. I know I do. Man, I live, I'll tell you, a lot of people are like, well, you know, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't, uh, you know, you shouldn't have to do anything because you're saved. And I'm like, hold up. Yeah. I'm like, it's a it's a privilege. Yeah. Salvation isn't something that should be taken lightly or for granted. Right. Uh, it should be discussed. We should be out. We're commanded in the Bible, right? We're commanded to go out and spread the gospel, the good news right. of Jesus Christ. Do you think the intention of that good news is that people aren't saved? Like, that's salvation. Like, right. we should be going out and talking to people about how they can come to know Jesus Christ as well. Yeah. But it's but it, it doesn't stop there. They should see it in our lives. Yeah. That's what it should look like. We should have, we should be willing to have these conversations with people about our salvation, what God's doing in our life, our relationship, not religion. And I'm not saying religion shouldn't be talked about, but you're talking about, you, you shouldn't have conversations about the man-made things. Salvation's not man-made, it's of God. Yeah. Salvation is only offered by his grace, right? Like only the forgiveness of Jesus Christ dying on the cross for us. Like that's the only way we have that is from God. It's not from man. There's yep. nothing in it of man. You actually have to die to yourself in order to live for Christ. Right. And and that's and it's hard for people to let go of that to realize that man, I have to I have to pull away from myself. Right. Uh, so anyways, that's what it looks like on a day-to-day. Right, and I wanted to bring up, you know, yeah. there's um, <clears throat> isolated versus insulated. You know, there's yeah. isolated people. There there are groups of, of people, the Amish and the Mennonites, I believe. <clears throat> a lot of those, they have communities yeah. that they, they live in. Mormons. And, yeah, that they live in, and but they don't really... Um, share their their faith and stuff the mormons yeah. do they go around knocking on doors aren't they the mormons yeah mm-hmm. yeah but anyway they they have their community and the, it's like it's them that's yeah. it yeah they're not inviting people you know or whatever um but there's insulated where you're still in the world but you're not of the world you're insulated because you have that love of god and everything, and you can be around all the the silly stuff, but you don't have to partake in it. Yeah, you know, and people can see that. Um, you know, and it's not going to browbeating somebody because they're doing something bad, but it's been able to be around that and not partaking in it and setting an example of, you know, people looking at you and being like, "Why is he not interested in this?" Yeah, you know, and and. Causing them to question their own mind. Yeah, that's good, dude. You know, that's good. Uh, you know, it. We don't mend, meld, mix, or melt the religions together. No, 
right? Like we, we talk about what our beliefs are based on the Bible. That's our doctrinal belief. Uh, we don't go outside of that and, and shun, condemn, uh, or put down the other religions. Uh, there's plenty of people that'll do that. And they're and and a lot of them are wrong. They're misguided. They have it wrong. And, and that's as far as I'm going to go with it. I don't need to list out all the reasons why they're doing it wrong. But I will say this. Salvation should have more attention put on it for the benefit of it, right. not to get to it. Right. Right. It's not about getting to this specific point. Uh, you know, uh, people talk about the crowns in heaven. It's not, it's not to get to this point. If you're doing that, you're, you're placing the focus on the wrong thing. Right. It's not, that's not the purpose of salvation. The purpose of salvation is to have the everlasting soul in unity with God. Like right. that's, that's the point to you you'll be a child of God and have that, uh, reconciliation with him. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, what I just want to add real quick. Uh, I think a lot of the emphasis gets placed on being saved, getting saved, yeah. uh, bringing somebody to Christ, when in fact I think we need to be, the emphasis needs to be placed on how is salvation important in our life day to day, and how do we how do we let people see that in our lives? Yeah. Well, actually, there's some churches, and um, you know they they pick it different events because of homosexuals or there's a church actually here in Florida that they spoke out when the nightclub shooting happened in Orlando about, you know, well, they got what they deserved and all, you know, whatever. Just a bunch of hate. That's stupid. And and I'm not saying that that Jesus is all love and there's no Nah, but you can't go out of your way and be stupid like that. Yeah, but here's the thing. In the name of God. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Because Jesus never, I mean, he, he threw the, the change, the money collector, I mean, the money changers out of the temple, right? you know, uh, but there are people like when he cast the demons out of the dude living in the tombs into the swine. Yeah. And the town was like, get out of here. And the count and yeah, the town came and talked to him and, and it's like, get out of our coast. He wasn't, he didn't scream and yell and try to convince them or anything. He's like, okay, bye. Jesus was a teacher, not a convincer. So you can't, and I've said that you you can't wrap the gospel in barbed wire. You can't tell somebody how they're wrong and they need to change when you're acting like a fool yourself. You can't act like a heathen and tell somebody else they need to act like they need to be more like you because you're righteous. Well, from what, they have shown they aren't right. that righteous, you know. Right. So well, and you can't, you can't. It's impossible, right? To to not be saved, right? And expect the Holy Spirit inside of you to be to promote this change in your nature, your being, right, your soul. Yeah. Because uh, it, it's a change of mindset, really. I mean, we we go through right, and we sin. Uh, prior to salvation, we sin, uh, and there's nothing that will assist us, right? right? There's nothing cr- uh, creating that change in our life to le- live a life more Christ-like. Right. There's nothing there because we're not saved. We haven't turned our lives to Christ for his help. Right. And that's important. When we turn our lives to Christ for, for that help in our day-to-day life, 
we should be relinquishing ourselves for what yeah. he wants with the help of the Holy Spirit to live more righteously, to, to, to attempt to be holy. Uh, and for, you know, and for the process of sanctification to take ourselves and separate ourselves from the world. That's what it looks like. You can't right. walk up to somebody and know they're saved. Yeah. But you can't. It's not a decal. It's not a tattoo unless they get a tattoo. But you right. can't walk up to somebody and go, that person is saved. Yeah. And point your finger and tell all your friends, now look, that person's saved. Right. Now you could see that they're acting in a Christ-like manner. Right. Right. And because of that, you could attribute that to their salvation, their faith and trust in Christ. Um, and that's important. But people uh, on the day to day, they should be, they should be livering, livering, uh, it's almost lunchtime. They should be living a life that honors God. Yeah. Because of the sacrifice God made of his son. Right. Well, you can tell when somebody's sanctified. Yeah, you can. Um, yeah. They just have a different air. I mean, yep. you'll never be fully sanctified until we're dead. But you can tell when someone's living a sanctified life and yeah. they're striving for that because it just it just exudes. <laughs> you can't hide it. You know, I've met several people who are like, yeah. There's there's three comments that I got I never would have expected. One was from my father in law. We had a we had a I think they were over here for something. I think maybe his birthday or something. I don't know. We did a cookout. Anyways, he was here and we, he was sitting outside and I think just being courteous because I was cooking. It was a million degrees outside and he was sitting out there. And I was like, you can go inside. It's like 75 in there. And it was like 95 outside in front of the grill. Right. It was like 200. Yeah. But he was sitting out there and we were talking. I don't know where it came up with. It was about his grandson uh, who I had just given a Bible and a devotional book to. And he said, you know, hey, so-and-so really enjoys this book, uh, the devotional book, uh, and really appreciate you giving the Bible. And I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, it's so important, I think, to really, anyways, that wasn't the point. It, he, he told me, he said, you know, I can, really, I can really see what God's doing in your life. He could have said anything else to me. Man, the grass is looking like you're keeping good care of it, right. you know, the pool's yeah. clean, whatever. But when he said that, man, I really was like, wow, like, that's crazy to me because I don't see what he sees mm-hmm. and, and nor should we really, we our, our focus should be on God, not on ourselves. Right. So when he said that, I was like, man, that's, that's crazy. And he said, his grandson told him, I can really see a change in uncle Bill wow. because of so-and-so and so-and-so. And it. It can sometimes it be works attributed? Yes, but it's not works dependent, right. right? It doesn't mean that we have to work to get our salvation. It means our salvation now, people can attribute the things that we're doing because of our salvation as being attributed to our salvation. Right. Because I'm doing things that I normally would never would have done. Uh, and then the third one was my wife who told me a while ago, uh, you know, I was beating myself up about some stuff. She said, you know, she says, I've seen so much change in you as a man. And if anybody knew my backstory and some people do, uh, you know, for her to say that alone in this carries more weight than, than anything else I could imagine being said because, because of her position in this circumstance, uh, and somebody that, you know, it, with with that kind of feedback, 
uh, my relationship with God is the only thing that matters, but these other people that confirm your relationship and what your salvation means, uh, that definitely plays an important part day to day. Absolutely. Well, you know, we don't work for our salvation now, right? but we work because of our salvation. Yeah, that's right. So that's important. But, you know, something that I want to... I wanted to touch on was sinning versus living in sin because yeah. we're all going to sin. Yeah. We're not ever going to be perfect. Um, but there's a difference between sinning and living in sin Yeah, because you can live in sin and have no desire to change. But when you do have the desire to change and you're living for God, you're still going to sin because we're not perfect. There was yeah. only one perfect person and they crucified him. But we know where to go now. But we know where to go and the Holy Spirit will convict us a lot quicker. Um, oh, when a lot harder sin. too. Yeah. <laughs> a lot you know, But when we really get in tune with the Holy Spirit, he will guide us from that. He, you know. Yeah. Um, so we're not as apt to sin, but it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you been having a great day and somebody cuts you off in traffic or whatever, and you, it's it, sinning isn't always an act. It, it could be your attitude. I mean, yeah. your your whole attitude yeah. changes right then, and you're yeah. just like, you know, you want to p- pull the dude out of the car and have a real good stern talking to, and <laughs> yeah. with you your know. fist, yeah, exactly. So, I mean. It's not Those always, are hard, man. Yeah, it is. And so we're always going to sin. We're not ever going to be sinless, like you said. But there's a difference between sinning and living in sin. Living in sin, you just don't care. You're, well, you're repentance plays a big part in that. And that'll be, an, that'll be another episode that we have that we go. Uh, it'll be a word of the week, and plus we'll go into more depth on it. But that's an important thing. I, with salvation, right, You you have some... You have someone to turn to. You have God to turn to. Yeah. Right? And you have the help of the Holy Spirit. So, and you don't get these things, these attributes, right, outside of salvation. You don't get that. Right. You only get it in that relationship with God based on your faith in Jesus Christ by his grace and mercy. Yeah. Like, that's it. And so, you can't have, I say you can't have uh, the good things from it. Um. What happens is we live in that sin. We don't repent. We don't turn away from it. Yeah. But being in, in in salvation, right? Like when, okay, see, I get started, get twisted up. When, before I was saved and I would sin, I would feel guilty. Guilt is not repentance. Right. You can wish, hope, uh, pretend like you're praying. You can do all of that and not want to, not want, and and want that sin to stop. Right. right, but you don't have the intercession of the Holy Spirit. You don't have uh, God's will. What right. happens is, if you think about it in in very easy terms, when you're saved, you have the power of the Holy Spirit in a relationship with God, and you can turn to that instead of turning to the sin. Yeah. It changes the way you approach things. It doesn't mean you're not going to sin, but when you do, your heart. Uh, and God knows your heart. It's biblical. It's written in the Bible. God knows your heart. When you sin, it should convict you. And, and yeah. what I mean by that, it should eat you up. 
And it, and it does for me, like I do stuff. Now there's some stuff that's, you know, I'm like, wow, I should not have done that. Or I shouldn't have said that. Um, but then there's some things where I know, right? Like I just know that it was a bad idea. I did it anyways because of Bill, not because of God. I did it anyways. And then afterwards I was like, man, I just, I'm, unless I turn to God, I'm going to continue to do this. Right. Right. I'm living in that sin. I have to pull away from that. The only way to do that, long story short, is with the help of the Holy Spirit and in a relationship with God because of your salvation. Absolutely. And, you know, actually, you hear a lot about people praying, people, unsaved people praying and, Mm -hmm. you know, wanting God to answer their prayer or whatever. Well, God doesn't answer but one prayer when you're not saved, and that is the prayer to save get you. saved. Yeah. yeah. Outside of that, God doesn't acknowledge your prayers until you have that relationship. Well, until you have your salvation, you receive your salvation. Yeah. And I think that's interesting. I think that's important for people to know because a lot of people, how many churches bring that up during prayer? I haven't heard it ever. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you're not saved, you can step out now. Because prayer is not going to... Yeah. it's Well, we can exactly. pray for people that aren't saved. We can pray for people that are saved because we we're saved. We can, yes. Right. Because but, we're saved. But the people, you know, that are going through a hard time, and unless it's for Jesus, to, unless it's a prayer to receive your salvation, right? it falls on deaf ears. Yeah. And there's a lot of people, well, why didn't God answer my prayers? Well... You haven't turned your life over to him. Yeah, you haven't started. And there's a lot of people that, uh, and then we'll then then we'll be done, or I'll be done. Uh, There's a lot of people, unless you trigger me, that if they're in the wrong religion and not in the right relationship with God, their prayers are going unanswered. Now God may allow prayers on His behalf. To go answered. Uh-oh, did I trigger you? No. Oh, you just sat up. I was like, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find that interesting, right? Because people will believe that their prayers are being answered and they're in the wrong religion. Right. Because they don't have the right relationship with right. God. Right, absolutely. Actually, I, it did spark a thought because someone was telling me about this person that's in a religion. They don't, they don't uh, celebrate birthdays. Okay, so it's like they weren't practicing anything else within that religion except for not celebrating birthdays. What? Yeah, they weren't like going to, they call it church, they weren't going to the building uh, with the other members of that congregation. Um, They weren't abiding abiding by any of the other uh, rules set in place by that religion, but they wouldn't celebrate birthdays. So, you know, I don't know. It's like, okay, so there's like 20 rules, and we're not going to adhere to 19 of them, but this one we're going to hang on to. Well, it's it's an a la carte menu, man. You pick what you want. Yeah, and there's a lot of people like that, you know. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean... Birthdays is one of them, but pick something. Um, so whatever, but it's just funny. I was talking to my daughter today. All right, so I'm getting off topic, but I was talking to her this morning, and and she uh, 
I love her to death, and I shouldn't even have to preface what I'm going to say by that. But in the off chance that she listens to this, I love her to death, and I think she has the right mindset. But we get into these topics about holistic medicine versus yeah. uh, secular medicine. Uh, so anyways, she was telling me this story about this lady, and, I, and I'm not up on current events. I'm not choosing sides. I'm just, I'm just relating a story because I started laughing with my daughter, not about the story. Anyways, this lady is, uh, you know, practices holistic home-based medicine and care for her children until she had to go to the hospital. And she went to the hospital because she was having some issues with her child. And she decided that, you know, it was beyond her level of whatever. And she took the child to the hospital. Right. Uh, and when she got there, the hospital said, hey, listen, we need to do this like right now. And the lady was like, well, I need to wait on my husband. And I was like, well, if you're if you have to wait on your husband, then why are you at the hospital? Yeah. And they're saying they need to care. But there was all this convoluted stuff. I'm like, you went to the hospital. Like, let them take care of your child. Exactly. Yeah. And then loop your husband in when he gets there. Right. Right. Yeah. Or call him on the way there and say, you need to meet me at the hospital if you intend on waiting for him. But anyways, I just found it interesting in relation to your story. A lot of people uh, want to turn to God, but they want somebody to help them. They want somebody else to convince them or show them or, and right. it's not, it's not based on anybody else. It's based on them. Yeah. Like they have to be willing to, well, they have to understand. They have to be willing to put their faith in God. And anyways, that I found it interesting that uh, people will only pick and choose the things that they want to give up or to abide by. Right. Uh, yeah. And you have to, and I'm going to, I'm going to say this and yes, and I'll end it. I promise you. If you want this relationship with God that is uh, blessed beyond measure, uh, that is challenging, that gives you eternal salvation, then you have to turn your life to Christ. That means you give up the expectation of everything you think you want in it, and yeah. you relinquish it for God. Yeah. And that's it. Like there's no, there's no. Well, I still want to do this. You know, I still want to. If you have to argue all those points, what's the point? Like, what's the point? What's the point in doing all that stuff? Right. So, anyways, you're yawning. <laughs> you're going to make me yawn. Oh, it's, man. I had to sneeze like <clears> really bad. No, you're good. Uh, so, hopefully, this new segment type thing that we're going to do will be helpful to somebody. Uh, we're going to break it down like that. We'll pick a word for the week, and then yeah. we'll add uh, a little bit more detail and depth on it what it should look like in your, in your life. Yeah. Because uh, there's just a lot of terms and not that we think phew. anyone is stupid. No, I was, it's just, we just don't know what we don't know. And we'll, last yeah. story. Okay. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. So, well, this ties in okay. when, uh, when, uh, when I turned my life over to Christ, uh, when a few about a week later, uh, this guy that, man, he, man, he just, he means a lot to me. He's a good Christian man. Uh, he's one of the most godly men I know outside of my, my brother uh, and you, of course. He, you know, he said, hey, are you ready to get baptized? And I said, yeah. And he said, sweet. He said, I would like to, I would like to do that with you. I'd like to baptize you. Uh, is there any particular place that you want to go or be baptized at? Do you have a church? Uh, 
And I said, no. I said, he says, well, you have a pool at the house. Are you comfortable with that? I said, sure. He said, well, I would like to invite people there as a profession of your faith. Uh, you know, would you, would you be willing to do that? And I said, sure. He said, okay, so when I baptize you, I'm going to ask you uh, if you know what it means to you. Right. And he, so because he wanted to understand that I understood. Right. What it meant, that it wasn't a f- uh, to get my salvation. It wasn't part of my salvation. It wasn't had nothing to do with that. But he wanted to make sure I understood. And when he, when he talked to me about it, I have to admit, man, uh, I didn't really understand it. I right. didn't understand what he meant. Uh, I was in a bad place in my life, and I was, man, I mean, I was forty nine years old. I'm adult, clear understanding, age of accountability. Yeah. Uh, but I lacked the understanding of what right. salvation meant yeah. other than I was turning my life over to Christ. Right. So when he, when he did that and I actually asked my brother afterwards, like, you know, I, you know, he asked me about, uh, do I place my faith and trust in Jesus Christ? He's going to ask me that and then baptize me. Uh, and then I, I stopped him, uh, and said, Hey, I just want to make sure I have this right. Like, I just want to make sure I understand it's not anything I have to do. Right. He said, no, I just want to make sure you understand why you're doing this. Yeah that it's a profession of your faith in Christ. Right. Uh, and then I asked my brother afterwards and he cleared it up a little bit more for me, but I, my whole point was I didn't have the understanding right then. Right. Like it didn't, I didn't understand what the, what the, the baptism meant being baptized with the Holy spirit, being immersed in water as a symbol of my, my faith in Christ. Right. Uh, I didn't understand that. And that's okay. It doesn't mean you don't have your salvation. It just means that you should pursue that understanding uh, through your relationship with God. Absolutely. Sorry, man. I had to. I had to clear that up or get that out or whatever. Yep. Anyways, it's all good. Quit stabbing yourself in the eye with a pen. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. over there like ah, I got no. the goes. It's all good, man. All right. Well, I hope everybody enjoys these segments that we're gonna do. Uh, if you don't, it'll it'll show in our ratings. <laughs> I don't even know. Do we have ratings? I don't, I don't even know, know what that is. It doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't. All we're doing it for is the glory of God. Yeah, so if one person, if we can help one person, it's worth yeah. all the time. Yeah. So. yeah, for sure. All right, man. Thank you. Uh, as usual, that was uh, awesome time spent. Uh, yeah. Talking about what God's doing in our life. You guys enjoy your day. Thanks and have a blessed day. So that's it for this episode. We're glad you listened and hope you'll come back. Visit www.graceworks.net to listen to past episodes, read our daily devotions, or provide feedback. If you'd like to be a guest on our show, send us a message through Instagram, Facebook, or our website. And if these episodes have been an encouragement to you in any way, please share them. Have a blessed day.